It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with the pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Season's greetings and welcome to TV Guides. All I want for Christmas is this podcast. I'm your host, Julia Lechner, and I am Jingle Bell Rocking into your podcast feed every Tuesday and Thursday this holiday season to break down the must-watch seasonal films you need to see on Netflix, Hallmark, Lifetime, and more. Today, I am joined by a very special guest. You know Theo Devaney from his work as Gavin McLeod in Supernatural and as Simon in Netflix's Christmas Prince trilogy. The third installment, A Christmas Prince, The Royal Baby, arrives on Netflix on December 5th. Theo, thank you so much for joining me today. It's very much a pleasure. Thank you, Julia. Happy holidays. And happy holidays to you, too. Thank you so much. So, as I mentioned, Christmas Prince 3 is coming out this year. However, a lot of our fans already know you from the first two films uh, in the franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell us a little bit about what your experience was like uh, getting into the the holiday movie business. Uh, Well, it was the first time I'd had the opportunity to be in a a Christmas movie or a holiday movie. Um, It's obviously an an American tradition that's very, very strong and... um, and, and has quite a history. Um, I have some friends actually who are American who lived in who live in London who told me that these were this was like a tr- Christmas tradition for them to sit and watch you know ten or eleven movies together uh, every Christmas. And I didn't realize that there was this subculture who love these movies, um, especially among young people, because you know coming from England, you you watch these movies and think, oh okay, they're aiming that you know at the sort of a mature audience or you know. Um, especially family audience, so you think mums, dads, and kids. But actually, there's a lot of people that just want to wrap themselves up in a lovely warm blanket, um, metaphorically speaking. And that's what these these films are and can do. Um, but I think there's also an, a, a dimension to them that in the times we live in now, um, they, they explore some very kind of powerful... Um, themes that that to return to are very um, reassuring and very heartening because so much that we we watch and consume is complicated and 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 difficult and tragic you know uh, and and a lot of these movies actually um, they have they have a warmth about them and a heart that um, a lot a lot of kind of a lot of other work doesn't seem to have so I was really excited to get into it um, yeah And how did you feel coming in as, you know, Simon has an arc between the first two films, and I know a lot of fans have already seen them. If not, pause the podcast, watch the first two Christmas Prince movies. Now you're back. Let's talk about them. Um, So between the first and the second film, you have quite a bit of an arc, but I think your character coming in in the first, you get such a delicious role to get to work with. What was it like coming into A Christmas Prince as essentially the villain of Mm. the film? Yeah, it was it was really fun. I have to say, I've I've played kind of baddies um, quite a lot actually in in my um, in my short career. Uh, I I have I tend to play people who aren't aren't particularly nice or have a bit of edge, but actually have underneath it all on some level they're not bad people. They just do bad things, um, and I think Simon fits into that category quite well. Um, I was really excited about it because to me, fundamentally, the opportunity for fun and comedy is really there because um, even though he's sort of sinister and his intentions are sort of 
you know, malignant. He's actually just such a clown and so ineffective and so unaware of himself that it's just funny. It becomes funny. So I approached him like a comic character um, and a comic villain. And that, I think, um, is, is why it was so much fun to do, but also why I think he works in the universe. Because if he were, if he were really good at being bad, the story would be quite different <laughs> and probably less, <laughs> less, less enjoyable to watch. Um, but no, I, I love playing. You know, you're really free when you get to play characters who aren't particularly nice. You get to to try to you get to do things and say things that in your life you would never dream of doing or saying. So yeah, it's really fun. I was so grateful for that first opportunity. When you got to read the script, were there any elements uh, that you were the most excited to film uh, in the first movie? Yes. Yeah, I think um, all the, anything that that took place with um, young Princess Emily. Um, played by Honor Neefsey, who's an amazing uh, British actor. Um, and she's been working since she was very, very young. But she she's just so dry. She's one of those young actors that just has that ability to just stare right through your soul. And she's also the princess, you know, and she's also someone who's able to kind of hold... She has a huge authority. So you've got these two very high-status people, one of whom is a grown adult, and one of whom <laughs> is the child, and the child just... She wins every interaction, but it's so... You know, she's such a strong actor, and I think those two characters have such a fun dynamic. So those... That thread of that relationship has really grown through the other movies, and in the third one, there'll be more of that relationship. Um Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear. Yeah, she has incredible comedic timing. She really does, such a, doesn't she? Yeah, a young person. It's just very impressive. I know. She owns it so well. I mean, yeah, and she, she's grown as well through the show, through the film. So, yeah, I'm really excited, actually, to see what people make of the third one and that relationship there. And just to give fans a little peek behind the curtain, you are, you know, the films are set in a, a kingdom that uh, does not technically exist on a map, but is mm. a kingdom that is out there and it looks snowy and beautiful and, and you know, perfectly decorated for the holidays. Mm-hmm. When you're actually filming, uh, mm-hmm. was it just like Christmas being there or did you have to really, you know, use those acting chops to, to get in the holiday spirit? Gosh, that's a really great question. I I personally, it doesn't take me a lot to get into the Christmas spirit um, because Christmas for me is the time when you can really just, um, you kind of let loose and you let it all hang out. And, and in Britain, that that's the tradition, you know, you let things go. I don't know if it's Thanksgiving here or if it's the holiday season here as well, where people, you know, you have maybe a drink and you start to relax and you, you start to express your true feelings to your family. And, you know, it, that, working with actors and working with a company of filmmakers who are all trying to make a Christmas film everyone's being really open with each other really playful and that kind of Christmas element kind of comes into it kind of you, you just like just like playing with your friends um but no where we where we filmed was extremely beautiful some of the buildings are just absolutely gorgeous and the design the way that people put together the 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 set it really was easy to be to be Christmassy um, some of the some of the historic buildings we worked in are just absolutely gorgeous, you know. So a lot of what you see is actually permanent, and we mm-hmm. were just walking in there and filming and then leaving, you know. That is amazing. Do you have a uh, Halloween costume every year now that you've been on set for this? Is this your go-to, or have you seen any fans that have been your character dressed oh, like some Christmas Prince characters? You know, I haven't seen that sort of that Christmas Prince Christmas Prince cosplay. Gosh, say that <laughs> ten times. Um, it's. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Um, although, 
online, the, there has been an, a, a really amazing online response to the character. I mean, um, South America, we've got a huge number of fans who love... I mean, and I think I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see people dressing up. The trouble is with Simon is that he wears so many different outfits. I'm not sure you'd know it was him if you were wearing one of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would like to see that. I, I think because we're a holiday movie franchise, inverted commas, and we've had three movies in the same world, which is, I don't know if that's been done before, um, I think we should have a convention of some kind and fans can come along dressed as their favorite Yeah, character. especially if I can go to a castle for the convention. I'm oh, we would have to, it has to be a castle. In. I mean, we'd have to be, I don't know if America, does America have anything like that? Any of those old ancient castles? Um, I, there's Hearst Castle in Hearst California. Castle. Yeah. So there's one that's, I, I think, drivable to us that we can go to. Everyone's telling me to go and see that. I'm going to have to go there. And maybe I can speak to their PR and see mm-hmm. if we can get, <laughs> get a Christmas Prince convention going. Absolutely. Guys, if you have cosplay, hit us on Twitter, Instagram, and show us some photos. I imagine the poster for this year's the royal baby film could actually be how quite a few people send pregnancy announcements at the holidays is replicating <laughs> the movie poster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that could be a holiday card you could send out every year. Yeah, I mean, what I love is is sometimes, you know, what I think what's, what's great about these movies is sometimes the, the expected happens, but it's played as being unexpected. You know, it's like, well, what, what could happen? You know, it's like, well, obviously she's going to have the baby, you know. Or, but, but it's like, oh, wow, I've got a secret to share with you. And there she is standing there with a huge baby bump. And it's like, well, it's not much of a secret, <laughs> is it? Um, but I think partly because we know what's, what's coming, it kind of makes it all the more fun when it happens, you know. Because um, I always believe that what makes a story is not, you know, and this is the thing with spoilers. I, people get hung up on spoilers. And I think, fair enough, there's certain details you don't want to know. But actually, it's not what happens that's interesting. It's how it happens. And I think that's what's so creative about these movies um, and what the writers have done such a great job. And they tend to with, with Hallmark or Holiday, Lifetime movies. Um, it's, it's how it happens that's innovative and fun and sometimes silly that makes it so, so heartwarming. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but stick around. We'll be right back and we'll be talking more Christmas Prince. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back. All right, I have a quick question for you. So when I watch these holiday movies, I always think of what element of my of my life I'd be so excited to live through in these films like is it the fact that you can eat gingerbread cookies all the time and there's no repercussions for an all sugar diet (laughs) Mm. um, or getting to have snowball fights constantly my favorite element I think and you mentioned Simon's wardrobe is the idea that I just have so many pea coats in every different color like just an unlimited beautiful winter wardrobe yeah is there something you are most excited for in the Christmas Prince movies of finally getting to live the holiday movie dream Gosh, these are amazing questions. I, I suppose you mean in the actual p- performing of the film and making of the film. Yes, did I get to fulfill? Like, absolutely, I get to go tobogganing 
Is yeah, it? well, I, you see, I never get invited to bogganing because Simon's just not, he's persona non grata, right? So whenever everyone else is having a good time, Simon's usually in plotting. some little, little. <laughs> yeah, he's plotting somewhere, looking sinister. Um, but uh, I, I, there was there was one quite amusing, um, something somebody said online about <laughs> my first appearance in the second film where they said... Um, Simon shows up through the crowd looking like an extra from a Les Mis movie adaptation. <laughs> okay, I know um, what video you're talking about. <laughs> do you know, do you know the, the yeah, I mean? Yeah, she's another Christmas Prince super fan. Oh, she's another, she's yeah. another super fan. Okay, so yeah, so that I found that quite amusing. And I thought, do you know what? I'd love to be an extra in Les Mis. Um, <laughs> I wish someone had asked me. Um, so actually, I, I think... I think okay, so so let let's be let's be frank. The beauty of someone like Simon, that I think, is so fantastic, is that I've been able to dress up as a kind of peasant, pretending I've been able to dress up with my hair all flustered, looking all like down and out, like a tramp. And then the next thing you know, the next scene, I'm looking every bit the sort of aristocratic kind of character again in a in a really nice suit. Um, and I think the fun is being able to to have the variation and to have the differences. To me, that's that's kind of the real joy because, as an actor, it's quite challenging sometimes. You know, if you, you have to think, okay, well, when I wear these clothes, these beautiful aristocratic kind of official um, official clothes of state, I really feel like Simon. I feel like an aristocrat. When I put on a bunch of kind of old school peasant clothing, I still have to feel like this aristocrat underneath. You know, um, and that's kind of what is really fun you get to show different sides of the character because this is them when they are at their most desperate and then the next thing is this is them when they are most pleased with themselves and you know simon is extremely pleased with himself whenever he gets to wear the you know the royal garb Mm -hmm. so hopefully we'll see a bit of that in the third one yeah and speaking of the third one like i mentioned that you have a bit of a transition of character you are a villain in the first one you get to cooperate with the gang in the second one can Mm. you tease anything of what we can expect from simon in the third christmas prince film well um the the guys who are promoting the film have been quite coy with simon um so i can't really um go into anything uh specific um i would i would say that uh I, one thing I can assure, assure you, your expectations will be um, exceeded. That's what I can say um, in probably every regard. Um, he he he's still someone. I think the reason why people don't know what to, what they're going to get from Simon um, as fans of the film, and also the people who know him in the film don't know what they're going to get from him, is because I don't think he knows what he's going to do most of the time. Um, but he will feature strongly and his changes of direction and and the questions will be hanging over him as as they always have been all right if that's not a tease i don't know what it is guys so you're gonna have to watch (laughs) december 5th when a christmas prince 3 comes out um and just speaking of holiday movies in general coming into the christmas prince uh franchise were you do you have any favorite classic holiday films you like to rewatch every year because it's really neat that you get to be in a trilogy that people not only want to see the third but are rewatching the first and second every season with their family so what was your Mm. go-to every year with your family this can be any holiday movie any holiday film that's a great what is your comfort food in december well that's really really sweet of you to ask because um i was thinking about this this morning when i knew i was coming in and actually my family and i have a tradition that every single christmas day we watch scrooge and it is a version of Scrooge from 1951 uh, with Alastair Sim, who's a fantastic 
I mean, one of the great British comic actors of the mid-20th century. And um, we we keep it fun for ourselves um, by watching the black and white one one year and then the colour one um, the next year. And we go back and forth. But I really urge anyone who, who really wants to get into the spirit of Christmas to watch The, uh, the Scrooge. 1951 is a British film. Alastair Sim, he captures all the darkness of Scrooge and all of the joy. And the ending, it's just like, I mean, I cry every time. I cry at least once in the movie, every single time. And, you know, for a for for a movie that you're watching to make yourself feel good, the, the depth of emotion is just, it's palpable. And the wonderful thing about having holiday traditions with your family is that every year you do them, they get better and better and deeper and deeper. And you look at each other and you, you deepen that connection with them. And it's one of those things that can bring you closer. Um, mine is a less sophisticated <laughs> choice, but, <laughs> sure but one not. that makes me cry too. Uh, my go-to every year is the Michael Caine, A Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. Michael Caine plays Scrooge in that film opposite, oh. opposite um, Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit. And surprisingly oh. very emotional <laughs> considering it's a, you know, a puppet a puppet heavy film. Um, well, Michael Caine sobs uh, openly in it and really delivers like an Oscar worthy performance. In well, my Michael Caine, I totally agree with you. I think Michael Caine has got more heart than many other actors. You know, he really has, he really brings a huge amount of heart to his characters and his roles. But I think also Kermit is one of the most lovable, endearing people and, and also culturally significant. I think mm-hmm. when the Muppets do anything, they do it almost better than anyone else, right? Because you already love the Muppets. So when you see the Muppets playing roles, it, you like you carry. Oh, Gonzo is Charles Dickens, of course. Yeah, I can believe I, this world. <laughs> exactly. I need to go back and watch that again, that movie, because I, I remember loving it. But I haven't seen it that many times, not as many as you. Yeah, that that is my go-to. So when will be the day that you first watch that one then? Um, you know, I I am in the midst of watching all the <laughs> all the new releases this season, so I will watch a lot of the new slate that comes out, and mm. then bring in some some classics um so that will probably be closer to christmas day okay i save those so i can see those with uh family and surround myself with people whereas i'm trying to see you know the live premiere of every movie i want to see the day it hits netflix yeah amazing good (laughs) so i will get to muppet christmas carol when i'm ready to feel and i'm not wearing a waterproof mascara and i'm just ready well you must let me know when you're going to watch christmas prince 3 so we can live tweet together and watch it at the same time yeah absolutely well december 5th as i mentioned the day it comes out i don't want to see any spoilers either so i will probably be you know among the first people that are streaming it. (laughs) (laughs) i hope you like it i hope you're not disappointed don't tell anyone if you don't like it or if you don't like me i'm very excited well one of the reasons i'm so excited and i'm sure a reason it resonates um a christmas prince shows that ascension of a normal american woman with a career uh who suddenly has the opportunity to become uh, a member of royalty, which I would say seems unrealistic, but it has happened. We have Meghan Markle. We do. We've got one. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness for Meghan Markle. Yeah. So what do you think it is that, that makes fans, um, you know, I think I saw one article about someone who rewatched A Christmas Prince dozens of times. You probably mm. saw that article that went viral about one Netflix account that had watched 50, it like 53 times. 53 times. Yeah. What do you think it is about A Christmas Prince that resonates with fans so much? Um, I think it's um, Ben Lamb's face. Um, <laughs> no, no, I love looking at Ben Lamb's face. Um, that would be King Richard. Um, and I love working with him. So he, I find him very endearing. He's got lovely blue eyes. And obviously Rose MacGyver's lovely, happy, smiley face as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
I can give you two answers to this, and I'll try and keep them brief. The first answer would be from, say, a viewer's point of view, which it's hard for me to have because I don't really know how people engage with it um, who, who haven't seen how it's been made. But I think it's because it, it's such a powerful narrative. Um, the first movie, I think, has a very powerful narrative, and in some ways it was Hamlet. I know this may sound strange, but King Richard's, Prince, Prince Richard's journey is that is basically Hamlet. You know, he, he's he's having a, a kind of conversation through the movie with his dead father. Um, and I think that that's extremely powerful. I think Ben communicated that extremely powerfully. And I think that built a very deep bond with the, with the audience very quickly. But then at the same time, it's essentially Amber's story. So you've got Hamlet happening, but actually the main character in this, in this story is is this young woman who's in a transitional phase and is kind of alone in her life in many ways, apart from her father. Um, and then finds this whole new world in which she belongs as a central figure in not just the here and now, but the future of this fantastic place where she has to learn all kinds of new customs. And And I think we can all relate to that when we've started a new project or we've gone somewhere new. We, we, step, out of a, we step out into the unknown, we feel lost, and then we find ourselves. And I think that is an amazing, and I think that happens for both um, Amber and, and Prince Richard. And I think once you have that bond with those characters, then you start to invest in the world. And then you start to be interested in other characters. And then Simon, who in the first movie is just this person you just don't want to see anymore, or you just you just don't like him. You're actually quite happy to see him again in the second movie. You think, oh, you know, I actually have, I have a kind of fondness for this. I'm actually ready to engage with this character. And I think it grows, you know, and you think, wow, I just want to keep watching and finding the nuances. And okay, so quickly for my actor head, um, I, I hope that the reason that people enjoy the movies and want to watch them again is because I honestly feel that the company um, of actors and the filmmakers, we all have such a good time making them and we all have such, such deep uh, love and respect for each other. There's so much love in there. To be able to come back and make the second movie and the third, it's like being in a theatre company where you get to work together for a long period of time, which rarely happens in movies. Um, TV it does, but to be able to just play these characters that you enjoy with people you love and you're having fun with, I think that comes through. That's so nice. I think that absolutely translates in the film, that you can see that everyone has a bond and gets along together, and that's who you're watching with is your friends and family. And you guys get to reunite in a little bit for Mm. a screening? Some of us, yeah. The ones who can come from the UK will, and everyone who's in in America will, will come to the screening, yeah. Perfect. And I don't know, uh, you know, how much you can tease past that, but we would all love to see these characters continue on past the third film. I don't know if it has been announced, if it is a trilogy or an open-ended possibility for more, <laughs> but obviously fans will keep watching Christmas Prince movies as long as they are available. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't I can't say anything. Um, if I knew anything, I couldn't say anything anyway, but um, I don't really know, um, is the honest truth. But uh, I think that what, I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm, you know, this is truthful. I'm not just saying this because Netflix are, you know, so powerful and, uh, you know, and I've enjoyed working with them. But I think they are putting a huge amount of care and attention into um, their audience's relationship with the films that they're making and the TV shows that they're producing. Um, they're really into the, the holiday movies now. So if you're a holiday movie fan, you've got you, you can rest assured that the, the Netflix um, family who are behind these, they really they're really looking at it very carefully and they really want to deliver what people want so the more vocal people are about what they like or what they want to see more of the more they will see and i think that's amazing to be able to communicate with those the producers 
is that's what being the internet age is all about. You know, you can actually ask for something and you, you'll probably get it. Yeah. So fans, we're asking out, tweet, Instagram, show us what you're watching. <laughs> yeah. Let the people know what you want to see more of. Um, do you see yourself if uh, through Christmas Prince or beyond, you know, do you want to continue being a holiday movie staple? Could you see yourself in more? And if so, <laughs> what what would a dream role maybe look like? Oh, a know, wet band in a home alone oh, movie gosh, something yes. else entirely oh, I would love to. <laughs> what is that what's the dream christmas prince christmas movie beyond christmas prince well i mean you just you took the words out of my mouth there. <laughs> I, I, would, I mean I, would, I didn't want to make such a like a, such a specific reference as the wet bandits but that that a wet bandit-esque <laughs> role would be i didn't need to feed you a, an answer <laughs> no no but i mean that, that's the kind of thing i like i mean honestly to me, just from my personal uh, journey, I mean, I, I trained as a method actor and I did a lot of like drama and, you know, quite heavy stuff. And that was what I always thought I was good at, you know, and Shakespeare. I love Shakespeare and poetry and whatnot. Um, but this was kind of the first time I got to really play a kind of comic character and a character who's kind of bad, but funny. You know, you have to you has to be an element of warmth to him. You know, you're in a holiday movie. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to do more of this kind of work, more what I would consider to be kind of. Um, comic family entertainment because to make it to, to be funny is a real challenge but also to be dangerous you know you have to be someone who's unpredictable and I love that like that that to me is you know I just I want to play characters that you know kids can kind of that, that really help kids to have a kind of fantasy experience when they're watching movies and I think Home Alone I mean you know one of the great I mean I was I think I was nine or ten when Home Alone one came out and uh it just completely transported me. You know, I related to Kevin McAllister and um, Joe Pesci, who always played really hardcore, you know, gangster characters, is just the most delightful, sweet villain. And just, <laughs> but watching him go through physical pain is hilarious, you know. So I'd love to be able to give that to audiences. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love watching. Probably similar to the Michael Caine thing I mentioned. Someone who you don't expect to be in this film just commit a hundred percent. Exactly. To yeah. the holiday film that they're in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd like to mix it up, but I, I'd love to do some more. Yeah, some more holiday movies would be great. Awesome. All right, I'm talking to Theo Devaney. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. Right after this, we are going to do a little Netflix holiday quiz. We'll be right back. CBS Sunday, after The Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right, you are listening to All I Want for Christmas is this podcast, a podcast from TV Guide about holiday movies. I'm here with Theo Devaney from the Christmas Prince trilogy. Um, Theo, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. I have a, a very brief trivia quiz. Oh, Three questions. I'm really bad. You know, I did my I did my California driving theory test, the, um, and I, I I read the whole book back to front twice, and then I was still shaking while I was doing it. So I hate any kind of test. So this is going to really. It's going to really, you know, be tough for me, but but go for it. Okay. Go for it. All don't. right. So three questions. There is no prize. There is no <laughs> pressure. Um, and it's about, uh, you know, in addition to A Christmas Prince, there are other films coming out on Netflix this year that you can stream currently. Um, so there are questions about new holiday classics people can watch in addition to yours. Mm. Um, so question one, Kristen Davis, 
of Sex and the City fame, and Rob Lowe star in Netflix's Holiday in the Wind, which hit Netflix on November 1st. The Wild. The Wild. Oh, yeah. Holiday in the Wild. I have a terrible <laughs> handwriting. <laughs> what happens in the film? A, they rescue an orphaned baby elephant and nurse it back to health. B, they purchase one half of the same South African vacation package and are forced to share a suite and do activities together. Or C, they are sucked into a magical video game with a jungle setting and must work together to finish the game. Well, the third one sounds too like Jumanji. I can't provide hints until you've <laughs> you're, you're looking at me with sphinx-like inscrutability. Um, so I would say the third one sounds a bit too Jumanji. The first one um, was t- seems too animal-centric, and I feel like getting an elephant, a young baby elephant, it's either unethical to to do to film with the young baby elephant or it's really just very difficult so i'm going to go with with b or two i'm going to go with that one where they're forced to to get together and get along and hopefully stay together b is the plot of a film it is the plot of blended starring adam sandler and drew barrymore the correct answer is a they rescue, wow, they rescue an, elephant. an orphaned baby elephant and nurse wow back gosh are they using yeah. any cgi um, and the on third the was the f- the jumanji, it was jumanji. yes okay well I, i'm looking forward to seeing this elephant act because i haven't seen a, a decent elephant performance since dumbo really you know i agree and that was an animated one. Yeah, you don't see a lot of elephant. It's been a while since I had a, a monkey movie. I was super excited for. I can have a list of tops. You oh know? my goodness! So, you need to send me some monkey movie. I really yeah. want to see some monkey movies. I've just realized. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have a whole ranking I can send you after the podcast. But okay, yeah, perfect. so that's this one, and we are getting a new elephant holiday film performance. Oh, uh, you can stream it on Netflix. But right you know, now. I'm really glad I'm not in that one because they were. There's the, the big rule of the unwritten rule of acting is never act with animals or children because they will just they will act you off the screen. They're too good. They're too natural. But they you've make done children, so I've done children. The next so, challenge. Well, that's true. And animals. I've, yeah, I've already <laughs> been outacted by honor, so now I can be outacted by an elephant potentially. You will not be out trivia. You have two more chances. <laughs> okay, let me. Let's Number do this. two in the animated film Claws which drops on November 15th on Netflix. A postman stationed near the Arctic Circle befriends a toy maker named Claus, who is voiced by J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Which famous Jason voices the lead character of Jesper, who is the postman? Is it Jason Bateman, Jason Momoa, or Jason Schwartzman? Oh, well, I'm a huge fan of Bored to Death, so I'm going to go Jason Schwartzman. That is correct. Yes. I had a hint about Rushmore, but I didn't even need to use it. You got no, it right. I'm, so Jason Schwartz. I love him. He's a, he's an absolute renaissance man. So I'll, I'll be watching that one, possibly even second in my list of Christmas movies. Here's one more Christmas movie you can see on Netflix. Number three, the final question. This is the tiebreaker. In The Night Before Christmas, which arrives on Netflix November 21st, a medieval knight is transported to present-day Ohio during the holiday season and befriends Brooke, played by Vanessa Hudgens. Brooke is A, a clever and kind science teacher who's been disillusioned by love, B, a talented young baker who runs a successful pastry shop, or C, a duchess who is engaged to Crown Prince Edward of Belgravia. That's a. Are you tricking me? Are you tricking me with this question? Because I feel like that would not be the holiday thing to do. It wouldn't be an ethical I holiday. Have kindness thing to do. in my heart this time of year. Do you know? I, I it's no because I think C. I'm getting. I'm getting because this. <laughs> yeah, C is the the princess switch. 
Princess Switch has the Duchess of Belgravia. I'm pretty sure. Is it the bakery one? Is it number two? Does she run a bakery? She runs a bakery in another film. Oh. The correct answer is A, a <sighs> clever and kind science teacher is disillusioned by love. B and go. C are both roles played by Vanessa so Hudgens. Hudgens. In exactly. Last so those Christmas were the two. Switch. B and C were Christmas, were the Princess Switch. Yes. Yeah. And I've seen that movie, so that's obviously why. Which is a classic. Oh, yeah. So she's a baker in that movie, but also a duchess in that movie. Now we are seeing her as a clever and kind science teacher who's been disillusioned by love. She's amazing. I mean, she's. She's really, she is the, the, the holiday, she's the holiday uh, star right now, isn't she? Yeah, I think she is new to the holiday family. Luckily, the holiday yeah. movie family seems to be one, huge, one family huge family of people out there, yeah, that are bringing well, us joy into our homes. There was a pretty cool moment in The Princess Switch where they were watching A Christmas Prince and she said it was her favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was kind of slightly meta, but I thought it was genius. I thought it was great. I mean, hopefully they'll do more of that. And Belgravia and Aldovia could be neighboring countries who yep. work together, allyship. We don't know. I think that we'll find out. I want to see I want to see that that spin-off. I want to see something you you said blended earlier, didn't you? Maybe there, we, there's another Christmas blend on the yeah. on the on the horizon where we can mix those universes. And I don't blended, know. not a Netflix film, but Adam Sandler, a Netflix actor, yep. with many Netflix originals. All of these worlds could collide. We do not know. That's right. We need to have a big um, Netflix blend. <laughs> Just put everything <laughs> together and see what comes out. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to hear that you watch other. Do you have any other favorite guilty pleasures besides uh, you saw Christmas? Princess Switch last season? Um, well, I was really excited to see Princess Switch. Um, I think because they filmed it directly after us and um, a lot of the same filmmakers were involved in it. Um, so I was quite excited to see that. Um, other guilty... I've got a lot of them. I mean, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I, no, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, I tend to just watch a lot of stuff around Christmas. Um, and... Yeah, it's. Uh... I've been very excited for her new one, The Night Before Christmas. Mm. I have a fascination with films, the genre where um, people from medieval times come to present day, or people mm. from present day go to medieval times. <laughs> yeah. Um, or I go to medieval times, which is out in the Los Angeles area, um, why which is, why is, is a that, live then? show and restaurant. Why, why do you think that is? I don't know what the fascination <laughs> is because I know in this movie he's going to be clean and you know happy and fine just realistic <laughs> depiction of the era um i don't yeah. know what it is i guess it's just the idea that you're in an entirely different world it's the fish out of water thing isn't yeah. it yeah yeah and very specific niche version of that mm, yeah medieval times well i think that's that's i think it's always really fun to 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 explore uh, in any in any film or, or or story to think okay well what if we took this person and put them in that situation um, and I think the the holiday movie is in a way the perfect format for that because it you you, you sort of have a feeling that it's going to be okay because <laughs> yeah. if it really happened it would go really really wrong <laughs> probably mm -hmm. um, but uh, I Bill and Ted is what came into my mind just then yeah and Bill and Ted and time traveling and ending up in all kinds of different Abraham Lincoln was delivering a speech at the said party on dude didn't he, he anyway did. I yeah and we're you... getting a third one of those who knows where we'll oh man that, that's gonna make i mean that's really gonna make <laughs> my make my year when that comes out um, well speaking of must watch movies theo devaney thank you so much for joining us a christmas prince the royal baby hits netflix on december 5th 
Is there anything else you'd like to plug to our holiday movie loving fans, people on social media who might want to follow you and see what you're up to next? Oh, well, yeah, you can follow me at Theo Devaney uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And um, usually I'm pretty communicative and, yeah, I love to talk about film, TV, art, poetry, all of the above. And so, yeah, hit me up. Um, otherwise, I hope you enjoy the holidays and, you know, I, I look forward to chatting to you. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining me. And as always, everybody, you can subscribe, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. You can hear new episodes of TV Guides. All I Want for Christmas is this podcast every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julia Lechner. Until next time, happy holidays. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.